What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Coast Coast Podcast. Unfortunately, Carson cannot be with us here today, so we're bringing back Chase, loyal fan of the podcast. Chase, what's up? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing just fine. But today, we're going to be doing all eight NFL divisions, going through our winners, who we think is going to win the division uh, in places two, three, and four as well. Uh, if you want to know who we picked just to see who we won first place, you can look at the video link. It's going to be above us right now. Uh, that was our Sunday talk. We answered our division winners, but we wanted to break it down a little bit more. So we're going to get started. Chase is the first person. This is his NFL standings for the AFC East. Chase, let me hear what you got to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really see anyone other than the Bills winning this division unless something monumental happens like a Josh Allen injury that keeps him out for the whole year or just something freakish. But I think I think this is a pretty decisive um, what division. Uh, I see Miami going, you know, second. I feel like they're they're a really good team. They stepped up in the draft and free agency. Um, and then New England at third, you know. I mean, they're pretty – I don't know. They have so many questions around their team. So, I feel like third's a good spot. And then the Jets are the Jets. They're going to be last. So, yeah. All right. So, we'll just move on. We'll, we'll discuss here at the end of uh, looking at these. So, oh, did I skip the next one? Okay. So, Jose, you got the same one. Anything else you want to add on there? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I think the only given here is that the Jets are going to be last. Um, and the Bills are going to be first. I could see the Dolphins, you know, sneaking in. But I just think the Bills are are proven. And there's, there's no way I can put the Dolphins above them right now. I understand. But who has the Dolphins above them? I do. And I'm here to cause some controversy. I think they've they had a pretty good offseason. You know, they brought in uh, Will Fuller. They bought in Waddle through the draft. Uh they brought in Bernardrick McKinney, uh, which was an underrated trade with the Texans. You know, a very good tackling linebacker. Uh, still got Howard and Jones at corner. Uh, Javon Hollins could be a great safety for them, despite them cutting Bobby McCain. And now they got Jalen Phillips alongside Christian Wilkins, the rush of the passer. I just think it's such a stacked defense. If the offense just falls, you know, in the right pieces, it's going to work. But the only problem that it makes us a really risky pick is that they don't have a run game, but really does notice any other team in this division besides really the Patriots have a run game. The dolphins like have hadn't had a hundred yard rusher in the last like 33. They've had one 100 yard rusher, I think in the last two years. And that was Savon Almed uh, who did it. Who's basically a practice squad guy. So I think they really should have addressed the running game this offseason. You know, whether that should they should have thrown more money at Aaron Jones. Uh, they should have gone out and got Javante Williams in the draft. I mean, I love the Jalen Phillips pick, but maybe they should have traded down, tried to go after a different edge and, uh, you know, take a later first round pick to go after an ETN or Najee Harris. I just think not having a run game puts so much on to um, Tagovailoa, but we'll see. So. Uh, if you guys are all good, we can move on to our next division. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now, Chase, you got here the AFC North, obviously your division with your Steelers. Uh, you got them at third, but what do you got to say about that? Yeah, it pains me to say, but I think the Steelers are going to be third. Um, but I think they might tie with the Ravens. I have a feeling that, I don't know, like I feel like the Steelers are going to be very underrated this year. I feel like people are counting them out too early. Um, you know, 
they did address the run game in the draft and the O-line. So I feel like if their offense clicks like it should, they'll be very good. But I got the Browns. I mean, the Browns are – they have too much talent to not be that good. Way too much talent. I mean, they're – I mean, you saw flashes of it last year, and, you know, they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, and they're very good. So, yeah. And then the Ravens, um, just questions about uh, Lamar. I mean, they did – they did go out in the draft and get, you know, a couple wide receivers, I think, right? They got Bateman, and there was like one Island more. Wallace. Yeah him and then so hopefully they'll be good i mean and then we got the Bengals last um i mean the Bengals have so many missing pieces to their team so that's all I, that's what i think so yeah yeah all right so we'll move on to jose's picks the exact same exactly jose. as one <laughs> said the browns gonna be the browns <laughs> You know, I, I could see them being first, but I could very well see that see them falling apart and finishing last. I think the same thing uh, Chase said. The Steelers team is really underrated. We saw how how hot they started last season. Obviously, I think they went up to ten and zero, or was it twelve and zero? It was 11. 11, 11 yeah. They lost the twelfth game, but um, I really think the Bengals have made some good improvements. It just I don't I can't see them above any of these three other teams. It's a three man race in this division. Um, I could see all three of these teams having double-digit wins or at least close to it, similar to how they were all in the playoff race last season. Um, but I think the Browns are ultimately going to just – they have the most talent of, of anyone else in this, in this division. Mm-hmm. And I – curveball, I got the Steelers finishing last. I know it's a hard bullet to bite, Chase, honestly. But I'll give my reasoning why. I think, you know – they really should have gone after and drafted a better prospect quarterback like a Davis Mills this offseason because I think it puts themselves in too much of a harmful future, and I don't see Big Ben playing up to the standard that he's been playing the last couple of years. Obviously, in 2018, had the seventh most all-time passing yards by a quarterback in a season than this last season, 33 touchdowns. But at the same time, I just feel like there's something wrong with that offense. Those wide, there's no really bona fide star on that wide receiver core yet. There's still a lot of guys developing. I do, you know, think that defense is going to be nasty, but they did lose a lot of guys in the secondary. And one of those guys in the secondary, one of the best slot corners in the league, Mike Hilton, is on the Bengals now. And the Bengals got a pretty good team. Just to look at the guys, you know, they signed Trey Hendrickson to a deal. I don't really know how that's going to turn out, but still a solid pass rusher. Larry Obenjobi from the Browns. Um, then, obviously, Jamar Chase, uh, Riley Reef from the uh, – the Vikings got signed there as well. And Shijobi Awuzie from your uh, Cowboys, Jose, there as well. I think it's a pretty solid team. But I think the one thing holding them back, though, which will decide everything, is Zach Taylor as their coach. But, you know, if Joe Burrow can have those connections with three guys who have very good potential next season, I think all three of those wide receivers on the Bengals has potential to, potential to go over 1,000 yards. So I like what we see from him, and I'm banking on a Joe Mixon breakout season based on this prediction. Hopefully. I think we'd all love it for fantasy. So we'll move on. We got the AFC South. Obviously, Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts this offseason. So unanimously, I believe we all took the Colts. But Chase, you give take it away. What do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, the Colts, they were, you know, very good last year. And I felt like all they needed was security at that quarterback spot. And, in a, and they have a great talent in Carson Wentz. Hopefully he can get back to his – 
MVP numbers he was putting up there for the Eagles for those one or two years. Um, so I think they'll be a very good team. Oh, sorry. And then the Titans, I have the Titans going second. Um, they did lose a lot of, you know, they lost Corey Davis. They lost their tight end. Oh, what's his name? Jonah Smith. John Jonah Smith. They lost him. But I, I still feel like they, they got it. The, um, you know, you can't really lose with Derrick Henry. Um, their O-line still very good. And then it's just come down to how good their defense is or how good their wide receivers play. And then I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going third. Um, I feel like uh, – oh, my gosh. I forgot Trevor, Wa- Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why I was going to say <laughs> Trevor Wallace. Um, Trevor Lawrence coming in. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the Jacksonville Jaguars, see what Urban Meyer can do, and Tim Tebow getting on the field. Let's see how that goes. Tebow mania. And then the Texans, this, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win a game next year. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, that's that's my predictions. Well, hey, we all had the same uh, NF, I mean, uh, AFC South predictions. So, Jose, I'll let you add on to it and then – We'll just basically move on to the next. Obviously, the greatest argument for the Colts is that he's back. Uh, Wentz is back with Frank Reich. You know, he's going to get back to that form. But if he does not, this is a super weak division overall because the Titans lost a lot of pieces. They're counting on guys like Caleb Farley to step up and be, you know, top guys in their secondary. The Jacksonville Jaguars, like, it's the Jaguars. We saw how they were last year. All they did was add Trevor Lawrence, which – We'll see how that pans out, but this division is just, it seems so weak to me now. I mean, they obviously they've got the Texans who are probably the worst team in the league besides the Lions. So, Yeah, I think you got to add on, uh, just adding on to the Colts, I think their defensive line is going to be a top five one in the league next year. You added what people think may be the best pass rusher from the draft in Quiddy Pay from Michigan. They got DeForest Buckner. Um, they got Grover Stewart, who's a solid defensive tackle alongside him. And then you still got, you know, some guy like Darius Leonard, who's one of the best linebackers in the league who can just play almost at any dimension in the field, whether that be in the middle of the field or rushing the passers. So I think it's going to be in a fantastic defense. And I think that's going to be the thing that carries them. But we have to see them give the work to Jonathan Taylor. You know, don't give a running back committee. I think he's a star guy. We saw what he did at Wisconsin. He's one of the best running backs we've seen in college football in a while. So if they feed that man, there should be no problem with them winning this division. Yeah, he was he was one of my favorite running backs coming out of – what draft class is that? Is that 20 19. 2019. He was probably one of my – he was one of my favorites. I really wanted the Steelers to take him, but, you know, they didn't. So, Oh, sorry, 2020 because that was last year. Today, I thought he was – yeah, I thought he was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So we'll just move on to the next division. We got, uh, obviously, the AFC West dominated by Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs, but we do have a surprise in here we'll get to in a second. But, uh, <laughs> Chase, you go ahead. I think pretty standard prediction yeah. for this division, but what do you have to say yeah. about every team? I mean, I think this is this is how most people would predict it, other than, you know, one person in, in here. But, uh, you know, the Chiefs, they bolstered up. That, that offensive line, you know, they went from a mediocre offensive line to probably top, I'd say, 10 offensive lines. And then, I mean, they still have, you know, that insane offense and pretty good defense. And then you got the Chargers. 
Um, I really liked what the Chargers did. They, you know, they bolstered up that O lineman with. Uh, did they take Vera Tucker? Or did, no, they took Northwestern guy. What was his name? Slater. Slater. Rashawn Slater. Yeah, Rashawn Slater. They took him. Um, see Justin Herbert come back. See if he can put up even better numbers than his rookie year. Um, and we got the Broncos at third. It just all with the Broncos, it just all comes down to that QB. Whoever is the QB, whether that be Bridgewater or Drew Locke, um, they have to perform. And if they can get, you know, good numbers out of either of them, I feel like they, they could be a really good team. And then we got the Raiders. I don't know what the Raiders were doing this offseason. I have no idea what they were doing. Just a bunch of question marks. I mean, Mike Mayock, what do you – I don't know. That's just me. So, yeah. Exactly. Former NFL analyst turned GM, you know, yeah. questionable moves with getting rid of that. Basically, the entire offensive line, keeping what a couple years ago was definitely the weakest piece in Colton Miller. You know, don't know how it's going to work out. You know, Derek Carr's not going to have those pretty pockets like he used to. But I'll just add on to Chase's since we'll get into Jose's in a second. Um, the one thing that does worry me about the Chargers is they did lose a lot of secondary help. Now, Chris, uh, they lost Casey Hayward Jr. by, you know, releasing him, who was one of the best cornerbacks in, for this team and one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league. Now, it's up to Asante Samuel Jr., who a lot of people have faith in, given that his father was a former pro, to step up there and be that cornerback, too, for them on the outside. But, you know, Chris Harris Jr. is aging, but I think everyone's excited to see Derwin James come back, one of the most electric players in football who we haven't seen on the field in over two years at this point. So, uh, honestly, Melvin Ingram is still a free agent as of now, but I think Joey Bose is just such a dominant pass rusher, just like his brother in San Francisco, that he should be able to have his own in that division, regardless of who's going against, whether that be Orlando Brown, uh, you know, Garrett Bowles, or Colton Miller. So, We'll get into Jose. Honestly, we're hinting at it. He just had to switch around. I mean, it's a very talented team. Don't get me wrong. You know, Justin Herbert is one of the most talented quarterbacks as a rookie that we've seen in so long. You know, they got pieces like Keenan Allen, uh, some up-and-coming guys that we saw like Jalen Gutton and Tyron Johnson, who played phenomenal towards the end of the season. But, Jose, I want to hear your piece for why you got the Chargers coming with first place in the AFC West. Yeah, I – just think they have enough talent to really match the Chiefs and compete with them at the highest level. I mean, you mentioned Asante Samuel, but the guy I wanted to highlight was Michael Davis. It's his fourth season in the league. Last year, he had three picks um, and one return for a touchdown with 48 uh, or 63 total tackles. A guy that's stepping into that into that cornerback uh, two spot, which will allow Asante Samuel to kind of, you know, play in a lesser role and, you know, really – really adapt to, to the NFL defenses. Um, obviously, Derwin James coming back. Chris Harris still the, the CB1. Joey Bosa's got to stay healthy, though, if they if they want to have a chance for this because this is a tough division, especially, you know, running the ball. Um, you know, all the teams have great running backs. Justin Herbert, I'm expecting a huge jump, just like Josh Allen took last year. I'm expecting him to be up there in MVP votes. You know, he, obviously they bolstered their line. They've got Slater. They've got Bulaga. They've got Corey Lindsley. Um, Keenan Allen's going to have another great season. I mean, he was the most targeted receiver in the league last season and didn't even surpass 1,000 yards. I'm expecting him to do so this season. Um, I'm not saying they're going to, like, destroy the Chiefs or anything. I, I think it's going to be a situation where it's like 
the Chiefs tie a game with the Raiders or something and the Chargers win off of just like a technicality type type joint. But yeah, I'm expecting them to be really good next year if if they are able to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I know we're not uh, doing uh, I know we're not doing um what do we call them? Records. Awards? But, oh, no, records, records yeah. like but what do you think they either of them land at? Um around like 12, 12 13 wins ish. I would say, like, if you were to give records for these teams, yeah, you'd have uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers be in that 12 range. I think the Broncos could be a sneaky, like, 9-8 and eight team. But, you know, now if the 17 win, And then I think the Raiders probably win four games, like, realistically thinking. And then they'll draft some Alabama guy who's supposed to go in the third round. <laughs> or a Clemson guy, excuse me. They'll, yeah, they'll Clemson or Alabama, either one of them. Low talent, high, uh, high risk. Yeah. Exactly. So, we'll move – oh. I was there. So we'll move on, obviously, to the NFC least. Uh, a lot of Jose's strong opinion here since we each are represented in a different division with our fandom. But we got Chase. He's got the no-name football team coming in first with the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles in respective order. Take it away. Yeah, so I have the Washington football team going first. Um, I just think they have an insane defense and a young defense at that, too. Um, even though they lost – their uh their edge rusher i forget oh my gosh i can't remember names ryan today. kerrigan yeah ryan kerrigan thank you Liam. <laughs> um they lost him but i still think they have a great d- defense and then fitz magic coming in i think you know fitz magic is that kind of guy where he's like you know a piece of tape he just tapes over everything he doesn't like solve the issue i mean that's been his whole career he just comes in plays you know for a year you know keeps them in playoff contention but never gets over that hump and then next year he's on a different team or they draft a quarterback that you know comes up behind him so yeah I have them and then I have the New York Giants second I really like what the Giants did in the offseason um, loading up that offense giving Daniel Daniel Jones the weapons that he needs so this this is gonna be a make it make or break year for Daniel Jones. If he can't do it with all their offseason acquisitions, then he's probably not made for the league. Um, and then I know this pains Jose, but I got the Dallas Cowboys at at uh, third. You know, hope hopefully Dak come back healthy and back to his, you know, the numbers he was the insane numbers he was having at the start of last season. Um, but I, I don't know about their draft like. They had so many more positions they could have they could have gone with, but you know, losing um, who was it, Vanderesh or no, with Sean Lee retiring, yeah. uh, they just basically covered him up with Micah Parsons, and I don't I don't know that just I just feel like that wasn't the best um, I don't know for where they were at in the draft. I feel like they could have traded down and got a lot more weapons or more picks. But yeah, I'm excited for them. And then we have the Eagles in last. I mean, I don't I don't really know. I'm excited to see Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, though. I feel like they could be a deadly duo. But I feel like the rest of their team is just not up to par for the other teams in this division. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to Jose. Uh, got a little bit of a different list. All of us, pretty unique list besides we're all consensus have the Eagles in last place. But Jose... Give your pitch for why your Cowboys are going to be the first team in the NFC East. The Cowboys 
are not only going to be the first team, they are going to be the only team with double-digit wins. Uh, this, there's, it's such a slept-on roster. I mean, we got DeMonte KZ and Keanu Neal from the Falcons. KZ, obviously a guy that was leading the league in interceptions. It was either last season or two seasons ago. Um, Keanu Neal, a great you know linebacker, strong safety hybrid. Um, we've got Trayvon Diggs. We drafted Kelvin Joseph, who's going to play probably like in a nickel role or in dime packages. Um, Jordan Lewis, a guy I'm f- so excited to say he can finally step up um, because guys like uh, Richards, Chris Richards that we had a few years ago, our DC just like really held him back because he was all about height, weight, speed. Um, and Jordan Lewis is not that. Um, we drafted Micah Parsons, who I think is basically Jalen Smith 2.0. I mean, at this point, we we just got the most athletic linebacker core of all time. And Dak is coming back. Even if our defense is garbage, we will outscore everyone in this division. I mean, we will we will just outgun them. That's what we were doing last season. We were literally putting up 45 points and giving up 43. Yeah, but you guys are losing those games. Don't forget. Don't forget the Falcons come. <laughs> you guys were losing those games. I, I mean, you say you'll score more, but you, you guys were losing those games last year. So. so we were losing some games, but obviously Dak went down. Who knows how we would have finished the season. The defense did step up in the second half. I think it's an improved defense. It's not monumentally improved. But I think it's enough so that we can, you know, hold hold it down so that let Dak get more time on the field and more time to score. We've still got the best receiving core in the league. Uh, we've got this guy, Simi Fajoko. I want him to take reps at tight end. He killed Oregon um, in, their, in the game. Uh, he played on Stanford. I really wish, you know, they put him at tight end, but I think they're going to roll with Jarwin or Schultz. I mean, Schultz did have a good season last year before the Dak injury, but all right, so we'll move on. I got the Giants in first place. I'm really confident about this team. You know, I think Saquon Barkley, he's just a generational type of athlete in a running back way. I think he's going to come back. I don't think he's like pop one or whatever, but I think he's got the ability to change, you know, the way this offense works because even if he doesn't put up big numbers, I think his presence is going to be enough to, you know, make an impact for this team. The one worry I do have for them is their offensive line play because, you know, Nate Solder's coming back, but Nate Solder hasn't been worth the money for them so far. They got Andrew Thomas at right tackle, but they really don't have a solidified line. Uh, According to ESPN on their um, depth chart, it doesn't even have their former former first-round pick, um, Will Hernandez, even slotted at the left guard position starting. So that worries me a little bit, but I've heard some good things coming out of minicamp that – uh, Shane Lamo, I believe that's how you say their left guard has been playing well, but otherwise, you know, you got Slayton, you got Galladay, you got Shepard, you got Tony, you got Ross, tons of weapons out there for them. Um, and then this defense is one that I really like. You know, you bring back Leonard Williams, even though it was a big deal, he had 11 and a half sacks last year. Uh, phenomenal for him. Dexter Lawrence is a great run stuffer. You know, same with Danny Shelton. So they're running a 3 4. Then they got. Lorenzo Carter and Aziz Ojolari, who is one of the uh, more talented uh, edges coming out of this draft, didn't have a lot of production at Georgia. But still, then Blake Martinez is the tackle god. And then at cornerback, you got James Bradbury, who was locked down last year. Then you got a Dory Jackson. And then Logan Ryan, Jabil Preppers. 
Xavier McKinney and Julian Love. So they have a lot of – it's going to be hard for teams to throw on them a lot. I mean, I think a team like the Cowboys is still going to give them trouble. But I think, you know, when you have a team like the Eagles or the Washington football team in the division that doesn't have that – crazy of a receiving core when they can just focus on, you know, a Terry McLaurin and a Curtis Samuel or Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, it's not going to be too big of a problem for them. But then again, I now have the Cowboys at second and I'll give my reasons why. Um, Just like Jose said, this team is stacked on offense. It's all about health though. And I would have them at one, but until I see them stay healthy, I can't put them at the position. I think year in, year out, they're one of the most talented rosters in the league. And one of the things I would have liked to see them do in the offseason is address the pass rushing position. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence is getting older, and I think they should have added another guy alongside him, uh, you know, to alleviate the pressure and learn from him. I would love to see them, you know, go after one of those guys via trade, like, you know, see, try and pry Von Miller away from Broncos. I know that he was sort of on the fringe at one point, but otherwise, you know, Phenomenal linebacking core. You know, you got Micah Parsons, Van Der Esch, Smith, uh, Cox, and Neal, basically all linebackers. So let's see that. And then just for Washington, I feel like this might be the year that, you know, Pitts Magic doesn't have the magic anymore. I know that's going to be a very, very hot take, but I just don't know if he can do it. Uh, this offensive line plays very poor from them as well. Uh, they just cut Morgan Moses, their uh, right tackle, who's been starting for them for so long. So really, Brandon Sheriff is the only guy on that team that I think we have confidence in starting for them. Um, otherwise, I mean, a very talented defense. Not very talented at the linebacking core, though. I mean, obviously, they drafted Jamin Davis in the first round, so hopefully he pans out. But he was a very raw prospect from Kentucky. So I'll leave it as that. I think the Eagles are self-explanatory. They don't really have a lot of talent uh, to begin with, and – no one really has faith in Hurts, but I think we all want to see him succeed, though. Everyone deep down wants to see him play well. Yeah, I actually really like Hurts. As much as I hate the Eagles, I really like Hurts. Yeah, I just want him to succeed. He's mm-hmm. been through so much. Exactly. All right, so we'll move on. Got a lot of talk there. We'll go to the NFC North. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers, the NFC Championship failures over the last couple of years. Uh, Raheem Mostert, 200 yards, four touchdowns. But – uh so we got Chase, you got the Packers in first place, followed by the Vikings, Bears, and Lions. What do you got to say? Um, yeah, this – I mean, with the Packers, it just all depends on if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I think he is, and I think they're going to give him just a massive, massive contract, hopefully. I don't know. But I think – I don't now that I look back on it, I don't I don't know if this is the right decision, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it. You know. <laughs> um Devontae Adams, what is else what else is there to say? He's you know, probably number one best wide receiver in the league. And then, you know, with Rodgers, they don't they didn't bring in any, you know, big time weapons for him. I mean, they lost oh my gosh, I, I literally can't think today. Javante uh, Williams, yeah, the running back, yeah, yeah, they lost, they lost him. So that means Aaron Jones will have to pick up, you know, what he's, what he left out. Um, but yeah, and then the Vikings. I'm excited for this Vikings team. I really like what they did. Uh, I really like their backup quarterback, Kellen Mond. I really like him. I think he's going to be a star. I think when Kirk Cousins, when his contract runs out, he's going to come in and he's going to 
I think he's just going to take him to another level. I really, I really, really do like him. Um, and then I have the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields, electric. And then they got, um, oh my gosh, Tevin Jenkins. I really like him. He's a good uh, alignment. And then the Detroit Lions, I mean, I don't know if anyone really likes the Detroit Lions. I think they're going to be, you know, bottom five teams of the league. I mean, they lost, what, Galladay, Jones, basically Stafford. Stafford. I mean, they're basically top three guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. And then DeAndre Swift, I really like him. But we'll see if he can keep up for those. He, I think Was it him at the start of the season where he had, like, his first three weeks were just absolutely insane? No, he dropped the catch. He dropped that catch, and then after he kind of just, like, went down, right? Yeah, they stopped feeding the ball. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, if he caught that pass, what what knows what might have happened. But, yeah, that's about it. All right, so I think – oh, Jose's got a switch here. He's got the Bears in second place. I love to see the field's confidence. You know, hopefully he can break the streak of the Ohio State slash Bears quarterbacks who have all been abysmal. So, Jose, I think the Packers are pretty self-explanatory, but if you want, go ahead. And I want to hear what you got to say about these Bears. Yeah, I mean, Packers, if they keep A-Rod, they're running this division. But Bears, I think Fields is going to have a a Dak Prescott-esque rookie season. He's going to make mistakes, but he's going to make up for it with his elite athleticism and just, you know, high-scoring ability, elite playmaking. He's a guy that's – going to run this division once A-Rod leaves. There's no other young quarterbacks in this division. I mean, unless you count Kellen Mond. He's, I think he's going to break the streak of, of Ohio State. You know, QBs, obviously we've had a lot of guys come through. We had Haskins. We had JT Barrett. We've had, you know, so many guys. But Justin Fields is the real deal. I think he's, I think he's going to take this Bears team to the playoffs. Yeah. If, if he could do it, bro. Fields can fucking do it. <laughs> He's electric. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about, though, is they basically said, uh, bye, Kyle Fuller. I'm just going to cut you for no reason. And didn't really go after a trade, which I think you can at least get like a third-round pick for a guy who's been a, a Pro Bowl cornerback. But yeah, I think we all rooting for Fields. If you're not rooting for Fields, I don't know what's wrong with you. But, hey, curveball. I got the Vikings taking this division. Just such a crazy team. I mean, just looking at it, I think Kirk Cousins is one of the more over-hated quarterbacks in this league just because everyone points to this, the fact that he can't win a primetime game. But, I mean, he proved to it last year that he could do it. So, just looking at the team he's got, he's got Dalvin Cook, who's obviously a top three running back in this league. Uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are a dynamic duo. Obviously, Justin Jefferson's the fresh legs out there. But Adam Thielen, one of the more underrated wide receivers, you know, 14 touchdowns last year, uh, really just doing his role out there, being a great route runner. Uh, then this defense, I mean, this offensive line is really solid. Uh, Brian O'Neill is a very underrated right tackle, hasn't allowed, I think, maybe I think he's allowed like two sacks in his career, something crazy like that. Christian uh, Darisau was a very good steal for them, trading down in the draft and still getting the guy that people mocked to them at 14. Um then I like Wyatt Davis, Ezra Cleveland, and Gary Bradbury, who was their first-round pick last year. And then with Daniel Hunter coming back, I think this defense is going to get a rejuvenation. 
Uh, they got Dalvin Tomlinson from the uh, Giants, a very good run-stuffing nose tackle. Then Michael Pierce returns. He didn't play last year. Uh, one of the star defensive guys on that Ravens uh, defense a couple years ago. Uh, then this linebacking core is very underrated. They got Anthony Barr, uh, solid guy from UCLA. Uh, Eric Hendricks, one of the best coverage linebackers. And Chaz Surratt, former quarterback turned linebacker at UNC, is one of the best coverage guys. And having that quarterback mindset in the backfield, I think is going to be a very good thing for them. And then uh, Cameron Dantzler is one of the best cornerbacks, young quarterbacks in the league. I think a very underrated name because, you know, he wasn't like a top pick or anything like that. And then they still got Jeff Gladney to develop. And, of course, they got Patrick Peterson in the offseason, who I think his veteran presence is going to make such a huge difference for this team. But otherwise, for Green Bay, I just I can't imagine there's, there's not going to be a problem with Aaron Rodgers, whether he holds out for some sort of period of time or just has frustration, you know, like they lose a, crutch, a close game like week seven or something and just says, I, I'm not playing anymore, I'm holding out. He definitely has that diva in him right now. And I, it's sad to see because he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of our generation. And then the Bears, I think, you know, if Rodgers' situation goes south, I think the Bears slot into number two. But there's no way the Packers are going to be worse than the Lions. Like, who's on this Lions team that scares me? I think their offensive line will be solid, you know, with Panay Sewell and uh, Taylor Decker and uh, other pieces. Uh, Frank Ragnow just became the highest-paid center in the league. But – um Nothing really else, too much else to say. So we'll move on. NFC South. Oh, want to go ahead, Jose? Bro, rest in peace, Lions fans. Like, if you want to bandwagon any other team for this season, like, you're allowed to. No one's going to ask any questions. Just, just, just stop. 100%. Do you guys think um, Justin Fields starts week one? I know we did a video on it, but I don't think so. But I hope so. I don't think. I, I think he might. At least by week two. I think he has this, like, you know, even if he doesn't play well, he has this, like, aura around him of, like, yeah. you know, Chicago natives or Chicago Bears fans are, like, you know, just excited. And I feel like the team is going to be excited with him, you know, playing, coming in. Actually, I need him to play against Jalen Ramsey when Jalen Ramsey gets cooked by Darnell Mooney. <laughs> yeah. Those memes are so funny. But I – Move on to the NFC South. Obviously, home of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, consensusly voted number one uh, through all of us. But Chase, I think we have a little bit – everyone's got a little bit of different uh, two to four rankings. So, you'll take it away. You got the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, so, Tampa Bay is, you know, I there's nothing to say. You know, they, they returned all 22 starters, I think, for this next season. So, they're just going to be scary and then – what they got in the draft. It's going to be good. Um, and then I have the Saints a second. Um, I have a question for you. Do you guys think Bridgewater or Taysom Hill starts? Uh, Jameis, you mean? Or Jameis. Jameis. Everyone wants Bridgewater. I, I want, J- want Jameis to start so bad, but I yeah. think Taysom's going to get the start. I think it's Tom yeah. Payton's on some shit. But. I feel like Jameis is just the overall better quarterback. He's the, well, yeah, of course. Sir. Yeah pocket presence Taysom Hills I think he's just gonna win the starting job because he's just like got the favor of the coaching staff and like he's a do-it-all type of guy he's a competitor like he's win by any means type of guy meanwhile Jameis is just like I'm gonna chuck it up there and (laughs) hope they catch it and they don't have guys that can catch like that I mean unless he's gonna throw 12 slants a game to Michael Thomas who are you throwing it to out there yeah and then with Michael Thomas coming back you know, hopefully all of his problems are 
fixed off the field, not punching teammates or getting in fights with teammates. So, um, yeah. And then I have the Falcons. The, the reason why I have the Saints second is because I just don't feel like the Falcons or the Panthers can challenge them. I don't know. I just feel like, like if it was any, if there was any other team in the division, I feel like the Saints would be third. But just because I don't see the Falcons or the Panthers challenging the Saints, that's why I had them at second. Um, then I got the Falcons and third. Um, I feel like their offense is just too good. You know, there are the trade rumors around Julio. You know, they might trade him. Probably he's probably going to be traded, but I just think their offense is too potent with um, Kyle Pitts coming in. Just depends on their defense. Their defense was so bad last year, so bad. And they and lost. Then, oh, go ahead. They lost a lot of pieces from then from an already bad defense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I got the Panthers in fourth. Um, I just don't know. I I really want to see Sam Darnold, um, you know, succeed. But I just don't know if they have the right pieces. I mean, they do have McCaffrey. You know, they do have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. But I just <laughs> do you hear something, Leo? <laughs> Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I have a feeling the Panthers are gonna not tank this year, but they're just not gonna be as good as people think they are this year. Yeah. So leave it up to Jose next. Yeah. Oh yep. Um I completely disagree. I think the, <laughs> the Panthers are going to take off next season. I think they're gonna show, you know, that they are an up and coming team. Obviously, they've got a great young defense. Um Last season, they made a you know a rather mediocre QB look like a pretty elite guy for a few weeks in Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Darnold's more talented than Teddy. He just hasn't really had a chance to show that, obviously, under Adam Gase. But now he's got Matt Rule. He's playing the Jets week one. You know man's going to come out and ball. He's pissed. Um, the Panthers, like, they – they are going to step up next season. Like, watch out for the Panthers. As far as um, the Saints, the Saints have a really tough schedule. They've got a they've got an early bye week, and then they play like twelve weeks in a row or eleven weeks in a row. And also, their QB situation is going to haunt them all season because as soon as Taysom starts to struggle, and he will struggle, they're gonna throw Jameis in there, and then eventually Jameis will struggle. And it's just it's a mess right now. Um, I don't know if Sean Payton's cut out for it. I could see him like having a complete mental breakdown during the season and like this team falling apart kind of like the Steelers last season uh, and as far as the Falcons I think Matt Ryan's gonna have a somewhat comeback season it wasn't too great last season but he's a he's a former MVP and he's, he's a guy who can still do it and a guy who's who's gonna ha- have new weapons I mean it's a he's got Kyle Pitts the most electric tight end that we've ever seen so I don't know and they've also they also signed Mike Davis, um, whose legs are insane. Did you guys Saquon. see Saquon? Oh Saquon Barkley. I think they're bigger than Saquon's, dude. I was gonna say he's 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 got the quad title. They're Sorry, massive. Not Harris. <laughs> yeah, they're massive. Yeah, but I would not be surprised if the Bucks struggle at some points. You think? Well, see, I they're bringing back in the entire same team, so it's not like they gotta change their scouting like for them you know like they know what they're working with they like i mean i wouldn't say they know how to beat them but like 
if you see all this film on them, like you can find ways. And there's enough talented defensive coordinators out there to figure out how to tackle this um, offense. I think, I mean, I don't specifically see a defense in this division. Maybe the, maybe the Panthers or the Saints could do some work. Probably more the Saints because they're more of a veteran team. But I think I like the Panthers' pieces better. But it's going to be hard to stop this rain. So. Well, Jose and I have the same exact list, so I'll just add my points onto there. Uh, for the Saints, they never—they still need to address the wide receiver, wide receiver two position. Traquan Smith is like the most like up and down wide receiver ever, especially in fantasy. I'll start him one week, and, I'll, and I'll be like, okay, he's got to break out. I start him like three weeks in a row. I bench him, and then he has like twenty points. I'm like, what's with this guy? And then, I mean, otherwise, I got Deontay Harris, who's a special teamer. Uh, Marquez Callaway, okay, who's that? And then they got Michael Thomas. And then Adam Troutman, the rookie from last year, who had, like, the only thing that he was notable for was having a good, like, PFF, like, run-blocking grade. So, besides, so they got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara really are the only two receiving threats. And Kamara catches his passes uh, negative one yard behind the uh, line of scrimmage. So, it's a little interesting team. I think this defense is still going to be a, a solid, you know, one, you know, Marcus Ladmore is still going to own Mike Evans every single time they go against each other. Hmm. Um, the linebacking core is a little shaky, and hopefully Marcus Davenport can develop into a pass rusher, which Trey Henderson was evil, able to do last year, breaking out with 13 and a half sacks. But uh, for the Panthers, though, just such a nice offseason for them, getting one of the more underrated pass rushers in the league, Hassan Reddick, who – his numbers were a little inflated since he had like five sacks in one game versus the Giants and just ended Daniel Jones's career almost. But still, Arizona's never really used him in the correct role. Uh, now that he's going to be playing, you know, edge in a 4-3 defense, I think it's going to be good for him. Um, hopefully, you know, Jeremy Chin continues to take another step, a guy who easily, if Chase Young was not in that draft class, was going to win Rookie of the Year for defense. Uh, J.C. Horn, I think we're all rooting for. Uh, A.J. Boye is going to be suspended for the beginning of the season, but he will be playing for them, a solid veteran cornerback uh, who obviously has playoff experience playing on that Saxonville team a couple years ago. And then Dante Jackson's a very uh, talented uh, corner as well, very fast corner. But, I mean, the Bucks are the Bucks. Uh, obviously, they were able to acquire the greatest kicker in college football last year in Jose uh, from the Miami uh, Hurricanes, so props to them, but they'll probably start uh, Ryan Suckup, Mr. Irrelevant. So we'll just move on to our – I think it might be our last division. We got the NFC West. Obviously, I think you could change up this order anyway, and you can make an argument for anything. Like, you could have the Rams in last. You could have uh, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals last. No one's going to say anything about it because these teams all very well could win, you know, nine games and up. And which is, I think, what they, I think they all actually know the Niners won seven, seven or six last year, but injury riddled. So one of these teams is going to fall victim to injury, unfortunately, because I mean, there's no way they all stay healthy and just have the most competitive division of all time. But without further ado, Chase, I hand it away. You got the Rams acquired Matthew Stafford this offseason first. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they got Matthew Stafford, they got their guy. Um, I think he's just going to take them to another level. They are that. That's, it feels like that was the one piece they were missing for so long. You know, they drafted Jared Goff first overall, and he didn't pan out the way they want they wanted him to. But you know, they get a proven veteran, one of the probably the most underrated. I don't even know if you can call him underrated because that's what everyone calls him. But uh, one of the best, I'd say, Matthew Stafford. 
And then I got the Arizona Cardinals, the young, I feel like young up and coming team, you know, Kyler Murray. Um, they did lose Larry Fitz to uh, wait. Didn't he retire? Not yet. Not yet. Swear. I thought I could have sworn he retired. Everyone thinks he has, but he hasn't. Yeah. Or he was out of contract, right? He is out of the contract. Yes. That was it. Okay. Never mind. So, they well, st- I guess they did lose him, but he's minus uh, two fifty to retire before the start of the season. According really? to Vegas Sportsbook. <laughs> Damn, bro! I'm putting my money on that. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a bets for that. No. Hey, lock of the year, everyone. Go on, put your entire bankroll, take a mortgage out of your house. We're putting minus 50. We're changing the line for Vegas. I mean, you got to go quickly before it becomes minus 10K. So, yeah. Um, I got the Arizona Cardinals. They drafted, you know, Isaiah Simmons replacement, or not really, but they got the guy out of Tulsa, right? Vaven Collins, yeah. Yeah, Zayvon Collins. Um, and then I'm hopefully um, Isaiah Simmons uh, steps up this year. I mean, he's he's like – he could play anywhere. He'd play, you know, safety, linebacker. I feel like he he, he, he has to step, step up for them to be a great team. Um, and I got the Niners. I feel like the Niners, they got their guy in Trey Lance. I think they, they're going to start Jimmy G. Um, but I think Jimmy G is going to get hurt again. I think Trey Lance is going to come in. It's going to be, you know, good, but I don't know this, this division is so hard. It can go either way. I feel like I don't see the Niners going up to second. I feel like they're either going to be third or fourth. Just depends on how the injuries go or how they play. But, uh, yeah. And then I have the Seahawks in last place and fourth, but yeah, I mean, I don't, what was that whole deal? It was like a week where Russell Wilson was like, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. I, what was that all about? I don't, I don't understand that. Just chatter. Yeah, just miscommunications, disagreements with the coaching staff. Uh, they like to scapegoat Russell Wilson as the problem in Seattle, but I don't think it is. I really think it's Pete Carroll. Yeah. But did he – he didn't sign a new contract. He he did like a couple years ago, right? My. Yeah, he's Carol? Like still. No, Wilson. Oh, Russell? Yeah, he's still on a contract. Yeah. So yeah, I just think I don't I don't know, man. This division it can literally go for like a whole different number of ways. Each team can be at one or each team can be, you know, either position. So I'm gonna leave it up to Jose. But I know this is Liam's division because he's forty nine ers fan, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Cardinals, I really, I really believe in them next season. I think they're going to pull it out for an entire season. We saw Kyler Murray come out guns blazing last year, had a great connection with Hopkins until Hopkins faced a guy who is now on the Rams. Um, <laughs> I mean, they added JJ Watt. They've still got one of the most underrated pass rushers in Chandler Jones. They got uh, Zayvon Collins. They still got Buda Baker. They still have Byron Murphy, a former first-round pick. Uh, they signed they signed A.J. Green. I don't know if he's really going to be out there taking reps, but they still got Christian Kirk. Their running back situation is a little shaky. They got James Conner and Chase Edmonds, but 
I think Kyler Murray is going to really put it together next season and, and take him to the promised land. But the Rams are going to be right there with them. The Rams, I really expect them to take a leap offensively um, and really round out their run game, really figure out, you know, that they need to hand the ball to Cam Akers. But the Seahawks, I'm not, I'm not even going to touch on the Niners. I'm going to let you handle that one, Liam. But the yeah. Seahawks right now remind me of like the Antonio Brown Steelers where they're just a like reality TV show of drama yeah. because I mean, there's so many big egos and personalities on that team still. And it's just going to, it's going to, it's going to take a toll on their production on, on the field. I just can't really see them getting back to their form from a couple years ago. Obviously they always start off the season really well, but we saw how fragile they were last season and how fast things things fell apart so all right so we'll move on to my list honestly i got the niners the highest and we all consensusly have the seahawks at fourth in this division but i think there's like i said in the beginning there's a case for any team but just the rams team you know the number one defense last year um they did lose john johnson and troy hill which i think will drop them down to you know the lower end of the top 10 of the defenses but when you have the Maybe the best defensive player of all time. Very hot take. But I think you got to have an argument for him at this point. With Aaron Donald, there's nothing that they can't do. So you got to have the Rams up there. I think Cooper Cup is going to be the guy that has a breakout season this year. Uh, a very talented slot receiver who, you know, now playing alongside Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods, everyone has their eye on. But, you know, that's where the guy, the cornerbacks are going to attack on. But I think Cooper Cup is just such a good route runner. And we saw what he did, you know, in Goff's breakout season. And now he's got Matthew Stafford. Everyone says, oh, he doesn't throw underneath these guys. Wait, this kid's going to go off. I got feeling for it. Then with the 49ers, obviously we were able to draft um, Paul and Coward's daughter's boyfriend, Trey Lance, with the third overall pick. Um, and I think we got one of the best running back rooms in the league. You know, we got Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon and Wayne Gallman, which, you know, I'll say one of the best running back rooms in the league because we had the, one of the best running schemes in the league. I think all these guys are super talented. Obviously, Wayne Gallman filled in really nicely for Saquon Barkley last year. Jeff Wilson had a phenomenal end of the season, and Raheem Mostert is the fastest running back in the league uh, when healthy. Then this wide receiver core is the only place I have question marks. I don't know if uh, Ayuk or Debo is going to be, you know, who can stand out, but when we have George Kittle to be our number one Basically, option out of the uh, receiving core. I think we're safe there. Uh, I love what they did to the offensive line this offseason. You know, adding Alex Mack, who I think is going to be a great veteran, and he has, you know, passed with uh, Shanahan. Shanahan worked with him when he was on that Falcons team that made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, otherwise, I think it's a very good, you know, there's no line, there's a very good defense. Uh, Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa are going to be their main pass rushers with, uh, Newly acquired former Ram, Samson Ibukam, who's still a really young player, but you know showed signs in that uh, Chiefs-Rams game a couple years ago that he's going to be a good defender someday. Uh, that, so I'd say my question mark in the, uh, for the offense for the Niners would be their offense. Well, I mean, would be their wide receivers on offense, but the cornerbacks are a little suspect for me on defense, which I think could be a problem. But I love what we've seen out of uh, Dio Mordor, Lin Lenore, a uh, former Oregon Duck, uh, a guy that I've heard deserves a lot more praise than what uh, he got at Oregon, uh, was a very good coverage guy. But, you know, playing in the Pac-12, 
as a, you know, a cover corner, you don't really see a lot of them get to, too much praise since the knock on them is always it's the Pac-12. They're not playing this good competition. But, you know, just to wrap it up, you got Fred Warner, top three linebacker in this league, you know, first team all pro last year. Uh, Drake Greenlaw could be taking a step, but hopefully we see a step out of another guy coming in there to fill that role that we lost with Kwan Alexander's trade last year. And then just wrapping it up with the rest of these teams, this league, uh, Arizona Cardinals, they're going to have uh, the number one and number, they're going to have the best pass rushing duo in the league with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. I think JJ Watt, even though had an regular, I mean, an off season for him last year, he's going to take a step having a guy alongside with Chandler Jones who's going to take pressure off him. And then the Seahawks, like you guys said, it's a reality TV show at this point. We got, I mean, DK Metcalf is a very talented wide receiver, and I think he'll put up similar numbers. Um, but this running game, there's always injuries going to Chris Carson. And then Rashawn Penny isn't really a true running back. And then the defense, you know, they lose Shaquille Griffin, so that's going to be really hard for them because it's going to put more pressure on Jamal Adams to deliver in coverage who. I think last year was scheme-wise why he wasn't able to do well, but we'll have to see a bigger improvement out of him for next season. So that wraps up all eight of our divisions. Does anyone have anything else to say about the NFC West before we conclude this episode? Um, I, I, I have a – I, I think I read a stat. It was like um, Chandler Jones and J, or yeah, JJ were the top two – like they had the most sacks and pressures since I forget since like one of them entered the league I think yeah since like I forget what what year it was but it was those two and then Aaron Donald behind them so those two together would be scary yeah um, I, I I hope they do well I like to see JJ Watt do well so there's gonna be some great division games I think everyone's gonna want to tune into this year this yeah. division because they're just there's too much talent, especially if you get Trey Lance out there. You're going to have four very electric quarterbacks out there. You know, Jimmy G is really just a game manager at this point. Uh, there's really no progression we're going to see from him. But, you know, Kyler Murray super flashy. Obviously, Russell Wilson. And then I think Matt Stafford's going to be on display playing in uh, the bright lights of Los Angeles next season. So do you guys do you guys think this is the the uh, toughest division? Do you think, you think that is? 100%. Yeah. Um, this and, and then this I think maybe the AFC West, besides the Raiders, I think those three teams are going to be pretty mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Do you guys think they all go uh, above 500? One team's going to fail. You think one team is? The Seahawks? Yeah. Who knows? Seahawks or Niners if they get hurt. Yeah. It just it all depends on who's healthy. Bro, Trey Lance is literally Kelly Oubre of the NFL. Hey. Like lights game, I can back that. You see, Kelly Oubre is having a kid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know Jordan Poole uh, last night though. Hey, that game was great, bro. Shout out crazy. LeBron. I just dropped my draw when that dropped my jaw when that <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> you, but, dropped, you dropped your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, did you guys see the Drake meme about it though? It was yeah. like that. That thing was that was cool. And it, it like, sounds like a Drake line too. It was like vision blurry, like I'm LeBron shooting over Curry. Like he said, that. he was seeing three rims, and he just aimed for the middle one. Like, yeah. bro. <laughs> you see the, you see the, um, the video of when he he first got hit. He was like, he like the look up in the stars. That was so funny to me. Raymond, that uh, Raymond was so intentional. Yeah, 
All right. So, I mean, obviously there's tons of playoff basketball going on right now. Obviously we've got the Warriors. They're going to be playing the Grizzlies tomorrow night. And I believe tonight we're going to have the play in for the uh, Wizards versus the Pacers. You know, we got to see Brody go out, show what he's made of, you know, show that he's not just a triple double guy that he can actually win games. So hopefully everyone's tuned into that, but otherwise we'll be back with more content. Obviously we got Sunday talk coming up. So this is coast to coast podcast. Aussie chase. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you. We love having you, of course. So we are signing out. Peace.